Welcome to Self Love Actually, a podcast that will provide guidance and support along your self love journey. I'm your host, Haley Curtis, a self love life coach who helps people better love themselves by creating a life they dream of living. My purpose in creating this podcast is that it allows you to love yourself a little more each and every episode. Welcome back, y'all, to the Self Love Actually podcast. I cannot believe this is the ninth episode. Creating this podcast has been so much fun and also really eye-opening for me. I've learned so much and I hope you have too. This week's episode is all about the inner child. Without acknowledging our inner child, we cannot access that genuine deep love for ourselves. I am so excited to introduce to you today a good friend of mine, Mercedes Otano. Mercedes is a psychic medium, spirit-led life coach, shamanic healer, and inner child specialist. Mercedes and I met through our coaching school, Inner Glow Circle. She has taught me so much about my inner child, and I'm really excited for Mercedes to share her expertise with you today. Mercedes, welcome. Hello. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad you brought the energy because I'm feeling it too. Why don't you start about just telling us a little bit about your background? Okay. Well, thank you for having me. Number one. Number two, (laughs) my name is Mercedes Otano. I am a psychic medium, a spirit-led life coach, and a shamanic healer. I have been coaching for about three years now. I mean, I guess I could say I've been a psychic medium my whole life, but I've been practicing for about maybe six or seven years now, actually. Healing has been a big part of your life. And as I know with healing, like inner child is so important. For someone who doesn't know what the inner child is, how would you explain that to them? When I think of the inner child, I think that there's many aspects of the inner child that we have to look at. What I mainly focus on with people is moving through the wounded inner child in order for us to access and and reframe and reclaim our power. The inner child is something that lives within each and every single one of us. You know, I always use the analogy like, Imagine if you were to put a four-year-old in a cage for 20 years and 20 years later, you come back and they're well-fed, but like whatever, what, what are you going to find? You're going to find an adult, but with the mindset of a four-year-old. And so I feel like we're all kind of walking around like that. Like we're all kind of walking around as quote unquote adults But we have this little one inside of us who's been neglected, who we've been conditioned to neglect, who we've been conditioned to suppress. So the work that I like to do is kind of allowing and teaching people how to allow a safe space for this part of ourselves to be expressed, to be nurtured, to be loved on and give them a voice because we walk around as adults so stiff repressed, tight. Okay. That's not our true nature. 
our true nature is, you know, you always hear of like the wild woman or the wild man and like the wild child. Like I feel like our true nature is to be not wild, but expressive. And I think that's a big part of us that's kind of taken away from us through conditioning and and through just societal standards and whatnot. Uh, We know we're taught to reject that part of us. You put it really beautifully because, you know, in simple terms, an inner child is like the version of you at a certain age that's still inside you. But it's there's so much more to it. When we're learning to reaccess our truth, it's reconnecting with the part of our inner child that needs to be celebrated and still has that innocence and still has that joy. Like it's our truth. It is connected to our truth. So how does someone get to know their inner child? Like, you know, someone who's introduced to this concept more recently doesn't really know about how to like connect with the inner child. How does someone kind of start to do that? I would start with what brings you joy, but strip it down so it's not so logical. I like to strip it down to an emotion or a feeling And then going back, well, when was the first time you felt this? For me, what brings me joy? Laughter. Well, think of a silly memory from your childhood and and something that makes you like giggle and something that makes you laugh. You know what I mean? So sometimes in the work that I do, I'll have the client bring their favorite toy or a coloring book, or sometimes we paint. I'll go through a series of questions and just kind of get them in sync with the inner child, like the part of themselves that they've been ignoring for so long. Even for you, like what did you used to do as a child that used to bring you so much joy that you just stopped doing? I actually wrote a journal entry on this not too long Mm. ago because I've been wanting to nurture more of my inner child more intentionally And Mm -hmm. so I made a list of things that I can do, like activities that I can do for my inner child. And some of the things on the list are so simple, like listening to the birds chirp outside, feeling the grass underneath my feet, laying Mm. down in the grass, looking at the clouds, going bike riding, like all these little things that like are so simple. But I used to do that in my childhood because you know, when you like were hanging out with your friends and you didn't have anything like specific to be doing, you just like you existed. And those are the things that I did when I was a kid. And I would like to intentionally get back to trying to do some of those things because that's what it's really all about. It's, It's about getting back to that place and how you can nurture your inner child in little ways just every day. I love that you had such a simplified list that if you were to look at your list, the whole energy of it is to just be, to be in the essence of of stillness, to be in the essence of the little luxuries of life that we often overlook, the little magical things in life that we often overlook. And what I think happens a lot is when people hear the words inner child work, they immediately jump 
to the wounded inner child and then they become resistant to it because, you know, a lot of people don't want to look at those shadows. A lot of people don't want to jump into, you know, their trauma. It's really important that we start creating the separation between the two, but also Mm -hmm. understanding that we do have to work through, you know, the wounds of the inner child in order for us to reaccess our truth and reaccess that part of ourselves before the trauma, before the disempowerment, before the shadow was created. When we're children, when we're babies, all we know is bliss. All we know is laughter. All we know is just, it's the closest in this experience that we can be to the other side, to God, source, the universe. It's so fresh. It's so new. And then it starts being all taken away from us. We're given a name. That's immediate conditioning. Then we're told this is how you have to be in society. Conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. So I like to do this practice with my clients. That's like, remember before all of that. And often what happens is people start remembering right to the day where they're born. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I remember being born and I am the light and I am the truth and I am the love and I am like, I am the I am. It's so beautiful. I love it. It is beautiful. And it's really powerful when you think of it like that. It's a simple concept, but to wrap your mind around it, it's it's really powerful. So now that we know a little bit about the inner child, Why is it so important for us to nurture our inner child? If we don't nurture our inner child, we could never be in the space of fully loving all of ourselves. And I wanted to talk about that because I know this is the self-love podcast and whatnot. So I did want to talk about that because it's so important in our self-love awakening to do this work. It's about loving all of the parts of ourselves and allowing her or him to come forward and help us lead our life. Like my daughter, she's just so, she just loves me. She's so innocent. She's so free. She's so, you know, if she's happy, she laughs. If she's sad, she cries. And she doesn't give a shit about what anybody thinks. Like, you know, and so we could all learn from that. And on our self-love journey, it's important for us to access this energy because at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not going to hold on to my emotions, how I feel. I'm not going to suppress that for the world anymore. It's, it's for me. And I'm going to create the safe space for my inner child to express how she's feeling, whether it be good, bad, happy, sad, like whatever. It is the foundation of our self-love awakening. I totally agree with you. And I think about my self-love journey and how how important the inner child work I've done has been a part of it. And I tap into my inner child all the time, like whether it's Mm. feeling joy or searching for joy. And even, you know, with self-criticism, self-doubt, I tap into my inner child and it's like, what do you need right now? And oh. how, how can I support you? And it's just different because the concept of an inner child, you're working as a team. You know, you feel less alone because yes. there's a different side of you. 
you are operating your day to day, but there is your inner child that is at your true core. And when you operate together, beautiful things can happen. It really is about just like integrating that part of you into your adult life and and having it almost be like second nature to check in with yourself or just nurture their needs as well. You know, the whole concept is just to come into totality. It doesn't need to be separate, just like the the feminine and the masculine. They don't need like all of it wants to work together. All of these energies want to work together in honor of us. So I know that we touched on why the inner child is like directly related to self-love, but like in a nutshell, why is the inner child so like relevant to self-love? Because the inner child is love. It's, it's your truth. It's, this is why I stopped even doing love readings. We're so conditioned to think that love needs to come from outside of us mm. when we don't even realize that we are love incarnate. When I do the exercise where I bring people back to their truth and back to the part of their inner child who is it wounded and, and their true essence, the revelation of, holy crap, I'm love incarnate. When we can re-access this energy, we can understand that the love that we're seeking, the praise, the validation, the everything that we are seeking, it already lives within us. Mm. I don't think you can love yourself without accessing this part, fully love yourself without accessing or connecting with this part of yourself. I totally agree. And it's almost like the inner child brings us back to the beginning where we were Mm -hmm. just being and existing. And without the inner child work, we're not able to tap into that part of ourselves that is love. In the work that I do, I'm bridging you back to your remembrance, which Mm. is, you know, being love incarnate and the inner child work is such a massive part of that. You know, moving through the wounds of the inner child is such a massive part of that because you have to move through that, validate her, allow her to be expressed. Okay. Give her almost like a stage, you know, to be expressed. Mm -hmm. So you can move all that energy out of the way. So you could be like, Oh my God, I remember. Oh my God, I remember my truth. Oh my God, I remember my joy. Oh my God, I remember my love. You know, it's accessible to me at any point if I just choose it to be. It doesn't need to come from an outside source. And so it's difficult for me to do love readings for people when they're like, does John still love me? I'm like, girl, do you even love you? (laughs) Do you even know what love is? Like, do you want to go down that rabbit hole? Do you want to realize that you know, this is an energy that you chose to shut off because of your conditioning at some point, because of your wounds, because we are so taught to keep ourselves small. Mm-hmm. We're so conditioned to make ourselves small, to make our vibration small. And when we get to the space of allowing our joy, our inner child, our light, our love to shine so bright, we realize like, we get to share it with everyone and realize that there's no lack. Mm. There's no lack. Look at a a child. My daughter goes up to everyone at the park, wants to hug them, wants to say hi, wants to share her joy without the feeling of, I need to hold on to this. 
we're so lucky that we get to live in this frequency and that we get to choose this frequency and this, this consciousness. It's a matter of intentionally putting in the work to get there though. But we are lucky that we get to enjoy the benefits of the work. I wish we could reframe the word work because Mm -hmm. I feel like we're even conditioned to associate work. You know, I actually got in an argument with my partner last night because he was saying it's hard. And I was like, my life is easy. And he's like, well, it's okay for it to be hard. I was like, yeah, but my life isn't hard. My life is easy. And he said, well, we have to work so hard. Mm. And I thought to myself, that word feels so disempowering sometimes. Ooh, yeah. Work, maybe that's my conditioning. We're conditioned to think it has to be hard and that it needs to be difficult for us to reaccess this part of ourselves and, and, it, and it doesn't. Sometimes it gets to be easy. Sometimes it's intentionally making the choice I'm going to do this and I'm going to, I'm going to connect with her and I'm going to make the choice to connect with her every single day. Every single day I connect with my inner child on my walks. Where am I choosing to see the magic in the world today? I love that. Looking at the butterflies, looking at the, the trees, just moving in the wind and, and being like, wow, that's so magical. Breathing in Ah, just like a big breath of air, like uh, looking at the birds, listening to the birds singing, like, you know, all these little things that seeing the magic in the world and, and seeing the world from a child's eyes, like, and, and looking at it like, wow, it's so magical. I actually went to Harry Potter land recently with my daughter and we got these wands that are like interactive and (laughs) My inner child was so triggered that this experience couldn't be real. My inner (laughs) child, my inner child was so triggered, Haley. I was like, I wish Hogwarts was real. I wish we could um, (laughs) really be wizards and witches. And then when I got home, I picked up the remote to my television and I turned on the television and I started laughing because my inner child was like, Look at the magic. Ooh. Look, look what you just did. You just picked something up and turned on it. That's fucking magic. I like, love that's, it. <laughs> that's magical. Like you are already living it. So I'm telling this story because it's like, we're already living it. We just have to shift and make the choice to see it. Yes. It's really empowering because it's like, it is up to you. It is in your control. It's the narrative that you're choosing to see. And that narrative can change your life. It's a matter of tapping into the best narrative possible for you. Mm. A lot of us choose the narrative of the victim, the survival consciousness and the victim consciousness. And it's our default consciousness for a long time. And remembrance is remembering You don't have to fall victim to your experience. You get to heal it. You get Mm -hmm. to understand it. You get to move through it and you get to validate her so that you can choose the consciousness that's going to empower you, that's going to uplift you, that's going to transform you, that's going to get you to those quantum leaps, that's going to get you to your success. And we don't have to feed 
the trauma. It doesn't invalidate it. It doesn't mean that it didn't happen. But why feed something? I could sit here. (laughs) Oh my God. I could sit here and talk about, and I did for a long time. Well, I'm a stripper because of trigger warning, my sexual abuse. I'm I'm doing this and this is, well, it's like, no, that was me expressing my shadow and I've been able to move through that and and move that energy through my body. But if I'm going to choose to sit here and wallow in that wound, I'm just feeding my wounded inner child who feels like she can't get out of it, Mm -hmm. who feels like she has to be stuck, who feels like she, you know, needs to be disempowered in order to move through this world or this experience. Excuse me. I'll never forget the day I chose to not feed that anymore. Mm. I chose to honor my truth. I chose to honor, you know, the little girl inside of me that just wanted to see how magical the world could be. Even in the darkness, like the light will always prevail. Mm-hmm. You have such a beautiful journey because you've taken your wounds and turned it into a, your superpower. God, it is a superpower because she is my creative energy. She is my life force energy. She is my sexual energy. She is. And so it's, you know, becomes this unpopular opinion to say like, well, the inner child's like even connected to your sexual energy. But if you think about it, when I connect to my inner child, I feel joy, pleasure, Sexual energy doesn't need to be this like dark thing where it's like, ooh, taboo, sexual energy. It's like, all it is is pleasure. And I deserve to feel pleasure and I deserve to feel that. And I actually had this experience with a shaman. He was moving me through this exercise where it was getting me into my body and it was activating my sexual energy and my my pleasure energy. And, and I was like <laughs> in a room with like two or 300 people And I literally said to him, please, because I've seen him do his work before. And I was like, please don't make me like I've had, I've seen women go into full-blown orgasm in these rooms. And so I literally said to him, I was like, don't you dare. And he's like, it's up to you. However you want to express it, it's going to come out. So I was like, okay. So he's doing his work. I mean, I'm totally receptive to it and I could feel it and I could feel the energy moving through me. I could feel the energy surging up through my body and I started feeling really, really good, Haley. It was, you know, and now I've taught myself how to access this energy, but I started feeling really good. And then he gave me the direction and the invitation to now express it. And when I went to express it, do you know how it came out? How did it come out? Um, Tears of joy and uncontrollable laughter. Wow. And he said, what do you feel? And I said, it feels like my inner child is hugging me from the inside out. And she feels so happy and so lucky to be able to, or for us to feel this pleasure and feel this joy and feel this, like I could literally feel her hugging me from the inside out. And I had the download, oh my God, this is all connected. All of this is connected Mm -hmm. and, you know, to someone who doesn't understand 
all of this and it maybe isn't down this like rabbit hole with it, they might hear that and be like, that's sick. But when I hear that, I'm like, no, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I love feeling her and I love feeling um, pleasure. And I love feeling like this, this just beautiful joy, creative energy flow through me. It's connected to my truth and my truth is connected to my inner child. So Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was very strong. Sounds (laughs) like it. What is your first memory of an act of self-love? Ooh, let me ask my inner child. What is my first memory of an act of self-love, inner child? (laughs) Do you know what she said to me? What's coming up? Bubble baths. Oh, yeah. And that's so funny because I took a bubble bath yesterday. Me and my daughter put our bathing suits on and took a bubble bath together. That's so cute. I would think that my first act of self-love is surrender. Surrender to spirit. You know, I'm even thinking, I wanted to say it was when I made the choice to stop stripping, but it was way before then. I remember surrendering to um, my experience and there was this point in time, Haley, where I actually had to go to, I had to go to prison. They were just trying to teach me a lesson. I was young, wild and free, acted out, but I remember just accepting it Mm. and knowing that this isn't my forever moment. This is just a moment. And I get to learn from this. And I remember Mm -hmm. thinking at 16, I get to learn from this. Wow. And and so surrendering to the experience is probably one of the biggest acts of self-love we can give ourselves. Mm. That's really interesting because you're giving up your sense of control. Yes. I don't need to control this. I just need to allow this and I get to learn from it. What would you say is your current favorite self-love practice? Tuning into myself, getting into my body through breath work, through self-pleasure, through meditation, through somatic movement, just getting into my body, shaking out any dense energy and recalibrating my frequency by you know, releasing and forgiving myself for any judgment, misinterpretation or misidentification, and then reclaiming my truth. Well, Mercedes, I've really enjoyed this conversation that we had. I feel like a lot of people are going to receive a lot from it, especially just people who aren't sure about their inner child. And now that they know it's really a key to finding self-love and loving on yourself real hard, I think that it'll really impact people's lives. So where can people find you? So you can find me on my socials, Mercedes O on Instagram, Mercedes O on TikTok. It's spelled M-E-R-S-A-Y-D-E-S-O. And then Facebook is Mercedes Otano. And if you loved all of this juicy content, you can also book a session with me on my website, solo by mercedeso.com and we could do a one-on-one intensive to get you in tune with your inner child, your self-love and your pleasure practice. 
Yes. I love that. And y'all, Mercedes is such a wonderful coach. She has helped me tap into my inner child and she's just so natural at it. And so I'm grateful to be friends with you because you radiate your knowledge to everyone that you encounter. So definitely go and book a call with her if you're interested in working on your inner child some more. How else can people work with you or exchange energy with you? Of course, I have my one-on-one experience. You can also opt in to join Solo House, which is a three to six month commitment where you get access not only to me, but to all of my resources. And that's a group coaching program. I also do twice a month on TikTok free masterclasses. They're called Soul Squad Sunday. I usually post an event for that. But if you guys want to join those, I also send out emails to my email list. So you guys can subscribe to my email list. And then for the full moon and new moon, I do offer classes for that as well. And those also happen twice a month. Awesome. I will make sure to put all of that information in the show notes, how to follow you, how to subscribe, how to book that call. And I do want to plug your upcoming podcast because don't you have that in the works? Yes. So I have a podcast, Pull to Soul, from doing pull work to soul work. First, you guys are going to get my story. And then just like you're doing, I'm going to be interviewing people who have worked in the sex industry who are ex-strippers who have now transitioned into being intuitive healers who have, and I actually, even my chiropractors, I have her lined up to do a podcast just because she was a stripper before and she came out to me and told me. So yeah, that's going to be very exciting to just kind of talk to my sisters and other priestesses and, and healers who have transitioned out and are now using their sexual energy for the collective healing. I love it. Mercedes, thank you so much for joining us today. It was really a pleasure to have you on this ninth episode. I love it. Thank you for having me. It was so good. Thank you so much for listening, self-lovers. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by leaving a review and subscribing to this podcast. And if you really loved it, please share this episode with a friend. This episode wouldn't have been possible without our production partner, Pinto Media. Making this podcast has been so easy with their help. If you're thinking of starting a podcast on your own, check out their page on Instagram at produced underscore by underscore Pinto, P-I-N-T-O. If you're ready to level up your self-love game outside of this podcast, you can book a free clarity call with me to see if we would be a good fit for one another. I help my clients achieve their goals fueled by self-love. You can head to my website, hayleycurtis.com or check out the show notes below. If you have any suggestions or feedback for me about future episodes, please email me at hello at hayleycurtis.com or DM me on Instagram at I am Haley Curtis. I really want to make sure that these episodes best serve you. That is it for today, self-lovers. I will meet you again on our next episode.